listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. One, two, one, two. Suena los tamores de la rebelión. You gotta translate for him, dog. You're South Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, Caesar the beer guy. Hey man, un pichi pajarito me dijo that you do not like to be referred to as Caesar the beer guy. ¿Cuál pajarito, güey? I told you myself in person like fucking a hundred times. Well, for not being the beer guy, you sure came through with the goods. I'm here with Caesar Wait, Torres. Did, did I really come through with the goods or was I coerced and begged into it? Fucking Eric had to beg you to bring in the nah. fucking... <laughs> Eric yeah. was like, bring us some beer, bring us some Eric's beer. Eric's the homie, man. Hey, salucita, dog, salucita, salucita. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a minute. It has, man. It has. Ah. I, I refused to record out of the dungeon, so we had to add some stipulations in the contract. You had the Rona. I did. So we can talk about that. Yeah. Okay, so you, you were on timeout because you had the Rona. Yep. Um, disclaimer, in this fucking treehouse, in the last two episodes of four people, three have had the Rona. I am the one who has not had the Rona. Oh, wait, two. Never mind. Eric Casas. Never. The man who discovered the killers, ladies and gentlemen. He is the... <laughs> Every fucking time. So it's crazy. It's uh, And it sounds silly, but I feel like slowly and steadily, like dots have been connecting and expanding and expanding and expanding. The people who have had coronavirus, the COVID. Um, it's crazy. I mean, how was it? Como te sentiste? Como te sientes? I feel fine now, man. I had two brutal days where, you know, crazy fevers, body aches, and. Uh, Hungover. Know, no, worse than that, dog. Post period. Yeah, I woke up like 104 degree fever and I was like, yeah, I should probably go to the hospital or something. But what are they going to do? Nothing. So, They're going to send your ass home. But, you know, I knew it wasn't normal. I wasn't feeling right. And then after a couple of days, it was mostly just like fatigue, man. Like, fuck, I could barely walk across the house. Yeah, con gordito que estoy already, you know? So it was just fatigue, a little bit of a, a cough. And then, I don't know, man. By the time the end of the week was done, it, it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Did you stop smoking weed? Why would I do that? No, I'm curious. I'm legit curious. Nah, no, if anything, man. Everything yeah. kept going. Aside from the 104 degrees temperature, yeah, it mean, was business as. It is usual. As usual. I mean, I stopped drinking just because I felt like absolute you shit. You felt like shit, huh? Yeah, I felt like just, it just, again, just you feel drained, man. Like, I felt like I couldn't sleep enough. Like, I just, I'm not joking when I say that I would get up from my room, go to the bathroom, go to the kitchen, go out to the car and get something and just be like winded. Like, oh, man. You're the closest homie that I have that actually has had the Rona. Everyone else, it's like, you know, it's been, oh, an acquaintance, yeah, yeah. somebody that I know. Yeah. My suegra, you know, she had it, but I mean, she's not a homie, you know, she's yeah. family, but you like, you, I can, for people that don't believe in, and you don't have a homie that has it, like, I believed in it, and I do have a homie, so I can reach out and be like, hey, bro, what the fuck, like, yeah. did you lose your sense of taste, your sense of smell, anything like that? I didn't do that, which is funny, because so, the way it happened, weirdly enough, in an industry where I see hundreds of people a week, I've been super safe, you know, the... Bullshit. Go ahead, go. Who have I not been safe with you? I don't know, so bro. You should feel, yeah. you should feel honored. <laughs> Maybe a couple times in that dungeon we weren't safe. <laughs> we weren't safe in the dungeon, bro. But um yeah, oddly enough, I got it because 
My ex-wife had it. Mm. Didn't tell me that she had symptoms. Oh. Sent Natasha back to me. And then like a day or two later, she hit me up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just woke up with a gnarly fever. And I was like, cool. Well, I'm going to keep my kid because I don't want her going back. And she's like, well, you know, I've been sick for a couple of days. And I'm like, it, you, you didn't think to tell me? Like, that's probably something to say. <laughs> and then. Will um, you believe me if I tell you? That that's not the first or second time I've heard that kind of scenario where an ex sends a child home yeah. with no prior knowledge of having the Rona, but then yeah. they just kind of release the little Rona yeah. child into the into the wild and be yeah. like, hey, oh, by the way, now that the kids are with you. And look, here's a dope thing. My kid never got sick, never had any Good, symptoms. Man. She, she's been fine the whole of time. Of the people I've talked to who have kids who have had the Rona, the, the kids ultimately... But but the Nada. the crazy part was like she it was Christmas time so it was Christmas Day when the ex texted positive so she Natasha was with me then she was with my folks then she was with my sister my brother who got it my folks oh. my sister my brother in law they La jefita, todo bien? yeah yeah she was the one that was the worst dude she was the one that actually had to go to the hospital because she was having crazy symptoms and she lost her taste her smell my dad was the same is way. it back. They're fine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fine now. But, dude, she had a cough for, like, two weeks, man. Like, intense. Like, she just could, she couldn't even talk without starting to cough. As an aside, I do have a little Chevez and Nero Chalino Sanchez shirt for your mama. Oh, I have man, it right now in the back. Happy. I got one for her. I got one for you. I know you were crying, blowing up my DMs. Hey, güey, no quiero un pinche amigo. No que me vas a guardar una pinche Chevez and Nero shirt. DMs or I'll text one. I don't know, bro. They're all the same to me, bro. It's so weird that we have, we converse through, like, four different ways. You're not alone. I got like on Eric, I'll talk to I'll talk to Casas on DM, and then we'll switch it up to like a text. <laughs> on Chicle, we got like I'll talk to him on the three punk uh, one on Emo Brown and on my personal DM, and then I'll shoot him a text, and then we have a fucking WhatsApp. <laughs> so it's like I got it's weird, bro. We were bouncing back and forth between the the WhatsApp, the the group text. And then the the email brown like Instagram. DM. You want to know if you're a homie? If you're a homie, you get at me in at least three different <laughs> ways. It's not just going to be a text, or it'll never be a phone call. But if we if we're homie homies, we're going to be able to contact each other in multiple ways. When I call you, you know it's like actually important. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, I better answer. <laughs> Shit. Stay away from hey, wait, I don't answer the phone, bro. No, I like I answer the phone if it's wifey or like I think Eric called me the other day or Chicle called me. I'm like, fuck. Why are they calling me? All right, let me answer. Like, hey, bro, you open? I need a beer. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. I <laughs> like, I, I rarely answer the phone. Yeah. Even, I'm just scared. Most people know. don't. It's funny, man. Like, I prefer to talk on the phone. I hate texting, man. I hate texting. I'm right here. And Wait, you you hate texting? I hate it. Would you rather answer a phone call? Yeah. I'm not the thing she old schooler. Yeah, man. She Ross Perot, motherfucker. That was the reference. That was know? my old school reference. <laughs> she Ross Perot. el dial up. No, no. It's funny. Even like when I text, I do talk to text. I, just, I hate fucking. Well, I mean, the thumbs don't look very functional if you ask me. It looks, like the di- looks like the diabetes is head in there, brother. <laughs> them diabetes. Yeah, so. Probably. <laughs> oh, man. So here we are, post COVID. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's better. Yep. Um, the brewery is open again. Here we go. But let's rewind before the brewery was open. And I've talked to a couple other people about it. And um, you being, you're a major player in Virgin Beer Company. You know, you're, 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 you're you, they needed to check a box. They needed to hire a Mexican who's left-handed and slightly <laughs> overweight and has a hernia. So they were like, you know what? Boom, I got the guy. El sister, the beer guy. Let's bring him on. So you check the box. They brought you on. Everything's good. But now, like, 
like and like now, Mexicans and, tend to and do. Now we have four Mexicans. Yes, bro. like <laughs> Mexicans tend to do. One, we multiply. So you probably brought your tío and your tía and your cousin in. Whatever. I mean, I'm all about it. But you multiplied, so you've become a force in the company now. I brought eight of them in, and only four are on payroll. That that's all that matters, bro. Um, how did it feel to operate a business when other breweries knowingly were going against mandates to open? Example, like we stayed open here at Three Punk. We made sure that we we adhered to the mandates, the the, right. the policies, everything, the rules for better, for worse. There was up days, there was down days, there was days where we're like, what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. But we ultimately stayed the course, and that was a decision that we felt that we had to make because you know what? The safety of our staff and our community ultimately is reign supreme over making a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars a day. Right? You know, whatever the the number may be, it's like we're like, okay, you know what? Let's wait this out. Let's not do anything that's going to put us in a situation where we're compromising the health and integrity of the brand and our community. Mm-hmm. You guys did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. For us, as far as the tasting room goes, it is a little bit of a different dynamic. You guys are a neighborhood brewery. Go ahead. You are in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. You are Third Avenue. We're a destination brewery, man. We're out in the middle of nowhere. You you have to be- I mean, Carlsbad to- is nowhere. It's Well, Carlsbad has its points. North of the 54, it might as well be a fucking cliff, bro. <laughs> it, might as be, it might as well be Niagara Falls, because I don't know what is on the other side of the 54. I wish I Do they have burritos? You. Probably filled with rice and wrapped in aluminum foil. Okay, first off, I'm about to fight you right now. So you can't you, fight, bro. You wish, bro. Chivato, I'll run. <laughs> Can you run, though? <laughs> yeah, because you're aggressive. <laughs> I, I'm Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. Grasshopper is a locally uh, produced company here in Chula Vista. That was an out, hey bro, that was an out of place advertisement. But let me just let you know how organic we are. We are organic as the product that Grasshopper pushes. Do you, are you at home? Are you at a friend's house? Are you at your lady's house? Fuck, I'm out of weed. I'm out of cannabis. Not a problem. Not a problem. GHBuds.com. Go on there. You go in, you order something, and they'll deliver it to your house in less than 30 minutes. Show me Boom. right now, bro. I want to see. I got everything I need. I got everything I need. Also, I got all the weeds. Yes, I'm I got the injectable that. ones. I got the ones you take in pill form. I got the one right behind your fucking neck. I got the ones that's like a vapor rub. You put it underneath your eyelids. You go to sleep. All of the weeds, dog. Injectable. And why? Courtesy of Grasshopper. Thank you for being our sponsor. You're freebasing it now or what? If I could freebase... Hey. Yes. <laughs> I have a weird, uh, it's like a, a, a syringe, bro. Yeah. And it's, it says it's 667 milligrams THC, poodle. And the guy who gave it to me was like, bro, whatever you do, like don't put this in your mouth like a pelon or anything like that. You don't squeeze it and just like, you know, like taste mm-hmm. it. You got to like dilute it into a tea or whatever, a drink. If you have too much in this, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, I haven't used it. I'm afraid. <laughs> so today, and for today only, I'm going to put it up for a giveaway here on the Emo Brown Podcast. And I just want to go ahead and send us a DM and say I want six six seven THC milligrams, and I'll get it to you. Not by mail because that would be illegal. Yes, but I'll meet you somewhere in the dark alley in a trade for a Carta Blanca or a Pacifico. That sounds better. So How do you feel about businesses operating it, against the grain? Again, like if, you, if you're going to Carlsbad, you're usually going to Carlsbad Village. That's where all the things are happening up there, all the restaurants, all the bars, all the breweries. But we're tucked away. We're over by the municipal airport, like past Legoland. We're in the middle of nowhere. So I don't Como los huevos un perro. Hasta atrás y llenos de tierra. Proceed. I, I, don't, I don't think that our dynamic is remotely close to what everybody else is. So we couldn't see that happening. But 
you knew if you're in this industry, no matter what you did, you knew who was playing by the rules. Who wasn't playing by the rules? When I say that, when I say that, boom, who wasn't playing by the rules in this industry? Who I'm comes up? not a snitch, dog. It's not a snitch. It was well known. They were on KUSI. I'm not a snitch, dog. Look at you. Why, why did you almost get blown up in your car, dog? You're over here snitching, dog. And oh, all of a sudden, someone tried to blow We're going to bring that up, bro. You almost went out, dog. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have a death to announce in the family. You're an asshole, bro. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody about this. You could this. have played that off. No, ah, no you to. got me in my feels. I, was, I just told Eric today. Hang on. Let me a couple days it. ago. Eric, cue up the chin thing. <laughs> <laughs> a, couple, a couple days ago, I was at the brewery, you know, just daily operations. Met up with Eric. Eric was doing some uh, some, some, some photo work for us, taking some shots, taking some, some films, you know, making sure, you know, we got shit, some content. And I said, yo, bro, I'm about to go to the Alawood. You down? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, Tina's working. Whoop dee well. Let's go. So I took him. We went over there. Stop one, stop two in my Bronco. Todo bien, todo en orden. No problems, no dramas. I told Eric. I said, bro, I got to go. My mom's made carnes en su jugo. Uh, wifey's already over there. I'm going to go get some grub, ba, ba, ba. You stay. No, I'm staying. No problem. Wah, wah. So I went home to my parents' house and um, parked the Bronco outside. Went inside. I was about three scoops into my carnitas into jugo, dog. Oh, Fabulous. Bro. I just put the, the cilantro. I just put a little bit of the cebolla, dog. Sprinkled some lemon all over it. I was ready. Yeah. I, I went in. And then wifey was like, do you hear that? I was like, what? It's like, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. It's like a fucking Mexico El Tri soccer game at Qualcomm, bro. <laughs> like old school. Like it just sounded like beep, 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 beep. Bro. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, and I kept going. Whatever. And then, hey. Come outside, bro. I opened the door. My Bronco was in fuego, bro. It was an inferno of flames. I showed you the video. Yeah. All right. I well, just you showed posted it. You posted it on the chat, I think. Yeah, I posted it on our little WhatsApp. Yeah. I just showed you. I'm gonna put it on here. All right. Nah, bitch, I can't do that. It's a fucking. <laughs> that's gonna hurt, bro. <laughs> Somebody tried to ace Rothstein my ass, bro. Oh, damn, bro, you took the words out of my mouth. You don't. Mind. You don't know the reference. You better look up Ace Rothstein. Look up Ace Rothstein and car blowing up. What they didn't know is Did that the 1996. What they didn't know is that the 96 Bronco has an extra layer of metal underneath the passenger side that prevented me from going up in flames. <laughs> nah, I don't know what happened, bro. It's an old. It, it was a salvage Bronco that, with the help of my pops and some homies in the industry, we were able to big up the UPS driving in the neighborhood. You know how we do. Um, <laughs> with the help of my pops and homies in the industry, I put some love, a little bit of money. It was a, it was a proper fucking Bronco, bro. It was everything I've ever wanted out of a Bronco. Yep. And it just blew up, bro. bro so, and, I mean, and that was a year-long project, isn't oh it? By the time you first parked it and posted a picture to the time that you were rolling... Mafioso? <sighs> Something was, happened to it, bro. I'm glad that they didn't get you, and I'm glad you're still here, you know? They couldn't. They, you ain't never going to get me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, so everyone's like, hey, bro, what happened? Somebody tried to fucking clip you in that car. I was like, relax, all right? This, not everything is good, fellas, bro. All right? Not everything is the fucking movie Casino. <laughs> casino I said, like, relax. <laughs> like, my, it's, an, it's a salvage car. The engine was, obviously, something was wrong with the wiring inside, and it just, it caught flame, and it burned, bro. It, it like, went up in flame quickly. Oh. Quickly. Bro, that's so funny. Uh, you mentioned. Oh, it's funny. El fucking Stadium. tell me how that's funny. Because yeah, I fucking laughed. Casas <laughs> and you were crying, so I feel like that's funny. My um, dad was real butthurt. Yeah, Mijo el bronco. Really Mijo tu bronco. Okay, wait. Ahora ya que dijiste de tu jefito, ahora ya me huite, güey. God, it was. It was. Uh, it's still parked that. there. The, the insurance keeps telling me that they're gonna come pick it up. They haven't picked it up. 
You I'm keep like, mentioning uh, you mentioned the Murph, bro. Oh my god, how depressing is it to drive by that thing? It's almost gone. Fuck bro. the Murph, bro. I don't like it. You want to know why I say fuck the Murph? Because now we have Peco. Peco to me is everything the Padres stand for. It it represents everything I love about my squad. Qualcomm, you know what it represents to me? Fucking Brian Buchanan. Who's that? Yeah, that was our starting right fielder once upon a time. Okay, <laughs> it represents like second tier, like bum ass players on our squad, bro. Okay. Wait, I'm letting you know. World Series squad. Fuck, I don't give a shit. We're, we're bringing one back, dog. Yeah, all right? We're bringing a few back. Shit. No, but in all honesty, man, I, I was never a big fan of uh, of Peco Park. I'm sorry, better one. Scratch Ooh, that. Of uh, Qualcomm. Yeah, yeah Freudian it slip. Was, it was <laughs> terrible, but I have um, the memories there. For, of one of Wifey and I's first dates was actually going to a Padre game. It was against the Giants, and we sat in one of the bleachers because that was the era, bro. You could go for like three bills. Yeah. You go in, and you pay for your general admission ticket, go wherever you want. Who fucking, no one's going to say anything. No. Hold 60,000 people. It was like $8,000, 8,000 yeah, 8, 6, people 000, there, bro. bro. You know, and like 2,000 were like family and friends of the, the fucking Padres. <laughs> so it was like, all right, whatever. So we would go in on a random and then go in, and I have a lot of history there. You know, I saw a lot of football games, you know, when we used to have a team. I used to watch a lot of Charger games. More importantly, the only history, the only the only memorable occasions that I remember at Qualcomm, El Tri, bro. Anytime Mexico had a match, I'm 41. That's safe. How old are you? Into an animal. 38. 38. How old are you, Casas? 40, 30, 42? Okay, 42. So we're pretty much all in the same genre. There was a time, bro, where you would go to Ritmo Latino and you would go buy your L3 tickets from the little fucking Ticketmaster hub that yeah. they had within there. And that was the only spot you can get them. Yep. Like you could only get tickets there or you could call Ticketmaster and pay like an extra $15 yep. per ticket in service charges. We went to Ritmo Not Latino, bro. And I would pick up a fucking, I don't know, a, a Valentin Elizalde CD while I was there. Be like, ooh, nice. I'm going to get El Gallo de Oro. Boom. And I'm going to get. Ours was the shit in Escondido because right next to El Tigre so you can go and get some food. And, get, and that was <laughs> it. You know, like you would go, you would get your tickets. So you can talk to anybody in our age range. I'm going to venture to say from like 35 to like 45. Yeah. That was the era that we would go watch El Tri play at Qualcomm. Yep. That was our shit. Yep. You know, I remember specifically watching USA. What people don't realize down here, this is very, um, very demographically centered I to the, the co-worker that okay. I was well, well, You got to deliver for me? Um, it's, it's, it's very demographically centric to, to hear the San Diego because Qualcomm held a lot of people and we played all the squads here, bro. We played Costa Rica. We played USA. We would play fucking El Salvador. We would play all of the squads. We played Sweden one time and I went, I went to all the matches. Yeah. And it was a day. It was an experience. You'd get your, you'd, you'd be ready that day in the morning. You'd get your jersey on. Most games were on Friday. Actually, some, somewhere during the school week. Yep. You know, somewhere during the school week. So you got to get your fucking, your, your, your tricolor colors on and iron it and everything looked good. And it was a party. You know, I was 18 to 21. And we would go and we would be drinking. Blah, 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 and you'd go to the game and you'd start partying in the parking lot. It was an all-day event. Mm -hmm. You know, El Tri. Jorge Campos was in the net, bro. Nacho Ambriz was playing El Sage, later of pornography fame. Like, all of these things, bro. Like, all of these players, like, were a part of me growing up. Luis Hernandez, El Matador. Um, el, el Luis Garcia, bro. Like, all of these players. Like, hey, they, what are you just describing? Fuck, bro. That's the, that, and that's why I said the only thing that I regret about the Qualcomm no longer being there is missing out on El Tri. Yeah, bro. See, you know, man? I had all of that. People fucking filling cups of piss and throwing them down from the top, bro. You remember that? Yeah. People would would put in, like, screws and nuts in their pocket yep. and bring them in and put them in a cup and piss in that cup and, and then them. chuck them from the top to the bottom. Why? I don't know. Social class warfare? 
Like you bought a ten dollar ticket when you could have bought a thirty dollar ticket, so you're now you're pissing literally on the yeah, rest well, of us. You, Come on, guy. The extra twenty dollars. Act like you've been there before. And that beer turned into piss. And Jesus into Christ! And this was before craft beer, so we were fucking getting rained on by Coors Light, bro. <laughs> El bola. El bola. El bola. La, bala, la bala de oro, or is it la bala de plata? <laughs> So those are the only things I legitimately miss about Qualcomm. Aside from yeah. that, fuck Qualcomm, bro. Yeah, yeah, he stay away. Okay, you told me. Uh, why do we start talking about Qualcomm? Because you mentioned it during your assassination <laughs> story. And oh it stuck out to man, me. I drive by it almost every day for work, and it's crazy. I Been mean, watching it go from a stadium to a piece a of concrete <laughs> and a scoreboard. That's all that's, that's left. That's all that's left, bro. It's the uh, big scoreboard and. A third of it on the other side where the other scoreboard stood. Fuck, I'm putting my memory in question, but I'm going to be 99.9% sure. I'm a Padre fan, through and through. Tony Gwynn never played at Peco. No. Correct. Yeah, he retired in 99, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Peco opened oh, like 2004. 2004. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, I never never saw Tony Gwynn, my favorite player at Peco. Oh, there goes Federal Express. Now, we ain't about you, homie. <laughs> We UPS in this household. Hey, <laughs> take the other street next time. <laughs> Don't even drive by the pad. Um, Tony Gwynn never got a chance to play in my palace, and that's I do regret that. You know, but aside from that, fuck everything See, about. But Coco. That's the crazy part. Like my my Gwyn memories, my Caminiti memories. You know, watching this old school man. I remember watching Bip El Bip Bip Roberts, bro. <laughs> Bip Roberts, like all these players, like you know. I will miss it. Yeah. I'll go back and I'll say I'll miss that era of it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't crazy. go. It's just crazy driving by it, man. And just having it go from this thing that you've been seeing your whole life to almost nothing. But all of that led up to what the Padres are now. You know, all of the killer players that we got, the farm talent, the major oh. league success, the fucking PlayStation 5 major MLB, the show cover. Uh, the number all one of those things. card. You know, uh -huh. all of those things, bro. I don't know. Wait, look, when I guess we were talking about how you hate Hess. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, bro. You, you got you, some feelings. You I feel like discuss? I feel like we were talking about how Virgin and, and Hess don't get along because they went against the grain. Proceed. Carry on. Wow, man. Don't don't bring up your resurfaced feelings. Here. I got no feelings. I bro. work for Hess, man. You're the one that brought it up. Ain't nobody. That's that. right. I totally yeah. you working for Hess. Yeah. Imagine working for a company that went against the grain like that. And again, as a business owner. Do your thing, yeah. you know. Be prepared for the sink backlash. or swim. You're gonna try to swing, or you're gonna try to swim, perdón. You gotta be prepared for the rip current that's coming your way. Yep. Not public public perception. Social yeah. yeah. Public perception is going to slap you in the mouth, bro. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, I just got to make this business survive and thrive, and that I I completely agree. Yeah. You know, you don't want to let this thing die because you put a lot of like the blood, sweat, and tears. Everything, you know, it's heartfelt. You've made it work. You've brought it from zero, and now it's this. It's ultimate. And Hess is a force to be reckoned with. A lot of people have shit on Hess, but guess what? They've been around for a long time. They're a consistent brand. That being said, you had to be ready to get punched in the face. Social media wow. did not take it easy well, on they Hess. They didn't take it easy because Mike Hess himself responded and started gaddling it out, man. Because let's be real, they weren't the only brewery that was open during the yeah, pandemic. And that's the funny thing. Like, keep keep your mouth shut. But, you know, when you start getting into a pissing match, you're never going to win that. And everyone's got an opinion and everyone wants to let you know how you're wrong. So, I mean, look, I had personal friends that decided they were going to keep their businesses open. They knew it probably wasn't the right thing to do, but they also told me it's this or lose my business. You know, they had exhausted the PPE loans. They had done everything they could do and they weren't going to lose their businesses. Cool. Understandable. They also knew the repercussions. They did it. Let's rewind to five years ago when you worked at Hess. Was that five? 
Three. Five, three. Ah, you, no, 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 no. Five. Three, it's man. like five. Damn, your brother. Yeah, exactly you a hoe. You a hoe. Thank you. Um, Not a lot of people recognize What that. is the Thank breweries you. that you've worked at from top to bottom? Iron Fist. Go ahead. Hess, Go ahead. Fall. Uh-huh. Virgin. Why do I think you worked at Belgian Beaver? My bad. Stay away. Oh, because another Mexican did? Because Nacho did? Nacho, thank yeah, you. Stay away, man. Y'all, no. fucking Mexicans looking yeah, like. Yeah, fucking all you <laughs> So let's rewind to five years ago. You're working at Hess, but yet we're living through the pandemic, and they opt to open up. What is your feeling? Do you stick with them? What do you do? Damn, man. I mean, yeah, that's, that's right, bitch. That's, 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 that's why I'm in the chair that pushes this podcast interview the way it goes, because I ask those heartfelt questions. You done? Or? I'm done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's a different time where I was in my career. But if that happened currently, yes, when I was that. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like that. I I feel like, again, especially being where I'm at, we figured out a way. Like we keep talking about how you adapted, you adjusted, you figured out a way. As long as your bills are paid, hang on strong, like everybody else, the majority of people, and handle your shit. Like you know, we we did that, and we're still a profitable company. So I don't feel it was a necessity to have to break the rules. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm down for that shit. But if that's what you have to do to keep your business going, all the power to you. But this dick swing was brought to you by the major shareholder of Virgin by a Mexican. Well done, Caesar. Look at you. That was if that was a diplomatic response to a question, that was very diplomatic. It's the honest response. Oh yeah, I mean, get look, you, it's though. the same reason you never broke the rules, right? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a weenie, bro. I'm scared of all those things. I'm scared of of, of, listen, of pushback. It's it's every decision factors in, you know. Like for us, even if we wanted to, with opening up the Escondido tasting room, that's still operating as like, oh, what's up. FedEx rolling here like they fucking. Bro, eat the meat always. You know what? They rolling in here like in Boys in the Hood when they shot Ricky in the alley, bro. <laughs> they giving me that look like they're about to do something. No tienes la leche, güey. So, yeah, man, I, it's just, you know, you can't. Uh, some people can't afford to lose their licenses, man. You talked about the homie uh, Sislak, man. Mm. Like, he discussed that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't lose one of the oldest licenses, a cabaret license. No, bro. I guess that that d- it doesn't it. exist anymore. Our yeah. license at the Elwood no longer exists. You can't apply for that license. So some people that license is like old school, yep. you know? So, no, we weather the storm for better or for worse. Yep. Thing that I legitimately felt strong about, and I told Kevin and I told some of our um, employees that were working at the time, is like, hey, I'm not going to compromise the health of our staff and the community to open up and make a couple of bucks. Those bucks will be there when we open and we've been open for about a week. And guess what? Those bucks are here. And that's, they're here. The people are supporting people fucking, I I swear. I feel like they support us more now since we, we we played by the rules and then, and then now we like open when we're allowed. I feel like they're back, bro. Everyone is back. You know, people are coming out in droves to both of our locations. And again, when we were following the rules, we were cranking with home deliveries luckily outside sales like the bars that we're still doing to go and we we just we adjusted our business model and we made it work and you know i feel like there was a way for everybody to do that and some people said no that's not possible well then you know that's your problem that's your product you know we found a way to make it work with ours so i'm happy that we did job well done I, I, you know what it's not very often they put a mexican in charge but i'm glad virgin did that <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, did they give you ownership yet? Jesus Christ. All these props that we give them about being like equal lenders and opportunity. Todo el pedo, bro. All these props, it's you. <laughs> it's you running your mouth every time oh, you have a couple man. beers. A couple beers. I've, this is the first beer I've opened. What is this? The how, Carlsbad Crush. How, how many did you have before I got here? None. This episode is brought to you by Carlsbad Crush, Dude. Mosaic Pale, located in... Casas just cut your foot off like Kunta Kente, man. Hey, just God. put you out Dude, there, Casas, dog. coming here and, and, and starting to put the video component to the, the episodes, I think it's going to take it to a next level. Why? Because we get to promote the brands. It's Grasshopper, 3Punk, all the pedals. You know, we, it, I feel like it brings it full circle. Everyone's always been like, when are you going to do video? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? It's a good idea. It's just very hard. It's a very hard component to pull off. <laughs> but here we are. I was gonna talk to you, man. But yeah, man, it's it's good, man. I, and and uh, word on the street is that a week from oh yes, uh, you, you you wait 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 breaking news because this is some a, insider we have, shit. Do we, have like a breaking news we don't thing? have a breaking news thing. Um, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna push a button and see what comes up. Let's see let's see what I don't know. Breaking news. Let's do some breaking news. This is a breaking news button. That was obviously the wrong button. Give me some breaking news there, Caesar. <laughs> you had to find a way to work it in here. I hate you. <laughs> um, next week, we will, we're on the street, is that we're going back to indoor dining up to 25%. Correct. So things are changing quickly. So it, it looks like there's, you know. <laughs> oh, was that for me? That was for you, bro. That was for you. <laughs> So, I don't know, man. It, How do you feel about that? What are you gonna do? We play by the rules. Everybody, everybody's involved with the rules. We all play by the rules that are being set forth. But it is what it is, man. At this point, man, like that's all you can do. And like do I feel not. comfortable? No. I will always ask my staff. Do you guys feel comfortable opening up and doing this thing? And if they don't, you know, and I will I'll work you. it. You're if sure. I have to work it, I'll fucking work it. You know, not a problem. But if they are allowing us to open and operate. Within the set guidelines and parameters, we're, we're going to do it. You know, we've been behind the eight ball since March 16th, 2020. Here we are today, February 3rd, 2021, and we're still kind of going back and forth about this kind of shit. So, I mean, damn, today is like a flop house at my house. Everybody's just coming through. People, people got Chinese kids, bread. We're like, bread. is that the coconut bread filling? Chinese bread? There it is. Boom. Um, bring some up. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, we've been here for almost a year, bro. Isn't that crazy? It's been almost a year. I remember talking to Maddie Boy and talking to people in the taste room on um, Friday the 13th, March, Friday the 13th, 2020. And I'd be like, you know what? This is going to be a pivotal weekend. Yeah. I think we're going to find out this weekend yeah. what goes on moving forward. Yep. You know? And what happened? That Monday, March 16th. Shut down. Everything was shut down, and we were like, conversation that we had with you, like, well, we can actually make this uh, for everyone to celebrate the St. Patrick's Day. Like, uh, if not, then when this happens, how long is it for? I we had no idea, bro. We had no idea. We we still have no idea what we're in for. (laughs) You know, I remember thinking like, damn, if the Irish are canceling St. Patty's Day parades and stuff, I was like, this is some big news, bro. You know, and then moving forward, the homie Julio's getting married and his bachelor party. We're planning. We're gonna go to. uh, we're going to Munich. We're going to go to do a little bit of the Oktoberfest. The Germans canceled Oktoberfest. Yeah. So I was like, damn, it's some serious shit, bro. And those are like, one was in March. One was and one was in September. And we're like, God damn. Like, this thing is full force. Yeah. 
So here we are in reality in the year 2021 in February, you know, the earlier parts of February. And it's like, shit, they're giving us this news. They're really, how sure are we? And, you know, and, and, and I, we sit down and we'll watch the news and we'll listen to podcasts. And now they're like, they're hyping the South American strain, the Brazilian strain. There's a South African strain that they're heavier and stronger and more elusive and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God damn. It's like COVID 8.0 now. Yeah. So it's like, like what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, like, like I said, I've, my family and myself have been fortunate enough to navigate through this, but it's like, how much longer? You know, I'm out and about. You know, I go to U- I work at UPS and where I'm dealing with the other bunch of knuckleheads that we're just kind of going through the motions, making sure we're safe. Nobody in my little crew over there, my little work hub has gotten sick. But inside the whole facility, one out of four dudes have gotten the Rona. And at this point now, it's probably 50% of the people in the, in the warehouse have gotten the Rona. But my little hub, since we work outside and we're old schoolers, we haven't gotten it yet. You know, I'm out in the bow. We do the podcast. I'm, you know, we, we, we promote for the brewery. We're operating the bar. So it's like, it's just scary. There's risk everywhere you go, man. Everyone's got to go to the grocery store. Everyone's got to do everyday things that potentially exposes them. And it's just a like going to Walmart. That shit is open. We went to Costco yesterday. That shit is open. Yep. Bro, there was like 200 people in the Walmart here in Chula Vista. The one in... What in East Stage Playboy? Because right, the one in fucking Broadway, that's very suspect. We, don't, we, we ain't about to go to the Costco on the one on Broadway right now because that one is fucking suspect as shit. But even the one over here in East H, it, it's busy. You know, it's yeah, busy. The home of Every, uh, Clip. The home of what? The home of Justin, man. At least like, yeah, oh, he's like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, so it's like we're playing by the rules, but it, it's just a scary time. And it's going to get scarier because we don't know what's going on. The uncertainty is what freaks everyone out, you know? The level of uncertainty. And <sighs> that's just, you know, it is what it is. Bright side. Point. Happy shit. Happy shit. There is let's talk, let's talk about some happy shit. What have you been watching lately? I like talking to people, but you've been at home. You had the Rona. Did you, did you do anything special while you were on lockdown? No, because I'm not good at sitting still. No? So what I did do was, like, it's funny. I actually mostly turned off the TV, and uh, I started getting back to better habits of reading more than I already was. And I finished six books during the quarantine. way. Anyone can finish six books when they're 12 pages long. You're probably reading nighttime books to your daughter. Oh, I can't read those books. (laughs) Those are complicated. What books do you read? Picture books. Uh, The Tipping Point. I went back and reread the the narco book that you gave. Narconomics? No, no, the other, uh, the black and yellow one. Was Khalifa? Black and yellow? God, <laughs> the narco history one? Is it? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Um, Cartel. Yeah. That, yeah, that was. That was a good book. That was hilarious, too, because I put it behind my seat, because sometimes, like, on, you know, sales rep, you fucking eat lunch and get So car. you read physical books, yeah, bro. we've nah, talked about I this. Madre, I got I to gotta listen to them on audio. I can't, dude. I don't have the attention span to hear them and pay attention. No, I will start doing something else. Uh, why do I we have- surround ourselves with so much, like, uh, gang and, and, and cartel and mafia shit, bro? Real talk. It's, a, it's, it's very appealing to us. I feel um, like my little see. inner circle is all about that shit. I read Becoming by Michelle Obama. Uh-huh. The Tipping Point, that. That shit is incredible. I'm actually rereading Who's that? it right now. I forget the author, to be honest with you. Okay. Most Have you read the Matthew McConaughey book? No. It's a good one, bro. No. It's in this my one, queue. This one's good because I feel like it relates to not only what's happening right now, but to the businesses that we work in. Because it's essentially trying to identify where things spread. Spread like a pandemic, like an epidemic, but it, it, the way that, you know, 
certain products like you know that that go out of control and spiral i mean they talk about like the beanie baby phenomenon and that was a phenomenon yeah and then just like how it's not funko not just the perfect storm it's a combination of things that 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 culminate into making something become not just a, a pandemic but a cultural phenomenon and to me that's that 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 hits home with like the industry that we're in and creating that marketing and that hype I've been watching The Sopranos. Yeah, that's why you almost got blown up, though. I rewatched it. And I was telling wifey the other day, I was like, you know, I the first time I watched it, like 10 years ago, whatever, whenever it came out, and I watched it all the way through its entirety. Um, I didn't have a business. I didn't have a bar. I didn't have a brewery. I didn't have anything, you know? Like, I had my family, and I had my 9 to 5, and, you know, I was doing my thing. And I just remember, I was telling wifey, so I was like, I remember, like, watching that shit and be like, ooh, I want to open a bar. Or, ooh, I want to open a bada bing, you know? So maybe a strip mm-hmm. club in the future, whatever. And, like, something like that. And I was like, and I just remember, it's like, oh, that is so awesome. I want to do something like that, you know? And now, rewatching it, having a bar or having a brewery, it's fucking with me, bro. Like, I feel like I just want to, like, oh, you know what? Well, we're going to turn the album into, yeah, like, a little fucking, our little heart, our little headquarters. We're, we're going to turn the album into, like, the little spot where we all hang out, bro. And then I just started thinking, like, in our little group, like the Emo Brown group, like who's who? Like who's the Tony Soprano? Who's the Polly Walnuts? Who's the Sill? Who's the Chris Maltesanti? Like all that shit. Like all those things came to mind. I'm having a fucking great time rewatching The Sopranos now, bro. And you got everybody else on board. Everyone's hype about it now. Yeah. Like I'm, I, we go in our little thread. Because, you know, I, I feel Christmas. like El Goose, we're, I feel like we're new to the game and, and what's app. And, you know, and, and it just opened an opportunity because you know, I, I text, I DM, or I call. But the WhatsApp thing now, I have it, like, for, like, three different groups. Now we have our soccer group that we're, we're going to start playing in the league next week. Then we have the Emo Brown Foundation. Next week already. Yeah, yeah bro. We, I am nowhere near it, bro. I, I have <laughs> lost, like, maybe five pounds in the last two weeks. But I'm still about ten pounds away from where I need to be. Whatever. I'll probably pull a hamstring in the first match. I still match. want to be a manager and throw a chair. You Come on down, answered. bro. Estamos a poner como el piojo. You're going to be in a nice little fucking suit. Or el Mohamed, estilo fucking Club America. See, these are all names you have no idea, huh? At least I got like six suits, dog. You six suits? Though, Damn. Man. That's how many it takes to put on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> six fucking suits. All sewn together. All <laughs> together. together. It looks like a fishy parachute. <laughs> um, but Hot the, air balloon. <laughs> That's the reference I was going for. The Sopranos is one of those shows... That will stand the test of time, bro. Well, I don't, you know. HBO's got a lot of those, man. The wire. It has all of the components of a story that you require. You know, a great storyteller in the in the sense that Tony Soprano is telling the story. James Gandolfini. You know, El Gandolfini, R.I.P. It has this, like, the, the antagonist, the protagonist. Everyone has an arc. There's different little stories in the amidst the group. Like, it all makes sense, you know. I can watch that show probably in another 20 years again, the whole season series, or series rather, and be like, wow, this is awesome. This is great. Have you watched The Sopranos? You're looking at me like you're watching Jeopardy, like somebody just asked you, what's the capital of Delaware? No, I haven't seen it in a long time. No? no. I, it's probably been five years since I've seen it. Yeah, it was, it's no. at least a decade since I'd seen it. Yeah. I'm on season three right now. The show that I actually started rewatching because I started watching before, and then for some reason I stopped and I don't remember, was uh, Sons of Anarchy. <sighs> Damn, I'm telling you, everything's about gangs. Everything's about this. And, and last Are we getting I, motorcycles? Last <laughs> Are we going to get a motorcycle? Bro, yeah. Casa's hey. got a homie in Vegas that we, we, we hey. pay some money. We can get I, a motorcycle, get a chopper dog. I thought Hebito already had a, a start. Hey, we don't talk about that shit. We don't talk about that shit. He already likes me. Mijo, no hablamos de eso, mijo. 
Fool, I saw him. He had a cut. It's it. Oh, we can't talk. No, and then no. on the front of the, I'm gonna tell you this. On the front of his cut, it said treasure. I was like, hey, if you took motherfucker, can't even spell treasure. All of a sudden, <laughs> counting money, dog, raising funds, raising yeah. awareness. The first time I ever seen that show, I made it through like three seasons, and now I'm four seasons. Mm. In, so yeah. Every se- every series has a season where it's kind of. Uh, yeah. They lose you a little bit. They drag through. You know, first season of the Sons of Anarchy, banger, because you're getting to know everybody. Second season, banger. Everything's going good. For me, it was like the third season. They kind of lost me there. You know, yeah. like he's got to kill his stepdad and all of no, these that's, things. Uh, I think that's what's coming up. Cause I, yeah, I, I'm on bat. Yeah, dog. Uh, what, what do you call it when I. I, I spoiler? Spoiler alert? Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to fucking spoiler alert. fucked up Sam Crow. For Sam me. Crow. Yeah, yeah. Great episodes, bro. Yeah. Great series. That's some dope shit. Like the one, the season that just ended, like when they fucking killed the agent and set her up and killed the homeboy from Loki. She was hot. Loki, she was hot. No way. Loki, she was hot, bro. I feel like we're crossing streams right now. We're we're we're, we're fucking we're encroaching about other people's podcasts because I know Compita Craig Allison has a, a podcast called crossing streams about fucking reviewing tv shows and tv series and shit we ain't trying to take your gig bro we just do it better yeah. i'm just letting you know that's Calm just down, yeah man. we're just shooting this shit when caesar Steve soccer team up against the soccer's what's oh, up he when you ready you. <laughs> when you ready dog when you're ready we just like to shoot this shit and that's what i feel like people people always email me or text me and well not text me because a lot of people don't have my phone number but they'll send me DMs. Which, and the, by the way, go ahead. Stefan got us. They'll shoot me messages that says, you know what? You guys don't have a fucking format when you talk, like when you're homies. And I'm like, no. He's like, you guys don't like sit down and, and break down like a blueprint of what you're going to talk about. I was like, nah, we don't. You know what the funny part is? We've tried. And it Every never works. And it never works. Notes, and we look at it like, all right, doc, stay on point. Nah. <laughs> Ten minutes. Don't make sense. <laughs> like with, with homies that you know, like you kn- I know you. You know me. There's no need for a blueprint. We can just shoot the shit. You brought some beers. We had some beers. We're shooting this shit. We're talking about how you hate ass. You know, KUSI. <laughs> we know thumbing your nose at them. Todo el pedo. We just have a good free-flowing conversation, <laughs> you know? And people, so they, they've sent me emails and shot me like direct messages saying, I appreciate that. I like the way you guys converse. It says, there's two kinds of emo brown episodes. Mm-hmm. There's the interview, you know, where you bring people in that it, it's obvious that you don't know too much about them, but... I hear you on the episode getting to know them as you're talking right. to them. And I'm like, yeah, rapport, yeah. I, I, I rarely do any like background work. I know like two or three bullet points that I touch on and I just let the person in front of me tell me the story, you know? And then I try to like connect with it and be like, make it personable and then just become an acquaintance, like yep. get to know you. Yep. And then there's the homies. Like when I have you in, when I have Chicle in, you know, like, or glasses in when we have these guys in it's a pinchilentes when we have you guys in it's like a whole different pedal there's like there's no structure you know like what are you watching these days what are you drinking what are you doing we try for structure it never works i think we we gave up on that by like the third episode that you and i did together we're like we're we're never gonna stay on just doesn't make sense for us bro that's why these these right now these are my favorite episodes man we're just shooting the shit you know we're having a breeze we're talking about grasshopper you know Located here in Chula Vista, available to distribute wherever you want in the San Diego County. They just recently expanded their horizons to the Imperial Valley. Gente Calesia 13. Be sure to go to ghbuds.com and order your goods. We just boys, shoot the shit. Your boys are creepy. You know, we shoot the shit. Things that are coming up for us to continue to shoot the shit. Yeah. A video component. That's going to be crazy. 
It's live now. Isn't it be crazy? It's live now. Isn't man. it be crazy, bro? We what don't edit. talking about all this stuff for a minute, man. We, I know. It takes... Dude, and it's no, but I'm a go getter. Like I like to say, like I'm gonna get it done. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Whoop de woo. You also have a beautiful family, fourteen different businesses, so it takes some time. It's it's hard work, but I feel like now it's like, like Eric though, he's gonna he's gonna teach me how to do this shit. You know, you know, I don't want to take up his time doing this, bro. He's got other things to do as he's over here fucking swiping right, asking girls out (laughs) and shit. I know what you're doing over there, fool. You ain't. This fucking guy discovered fucking and, the killers and, then, and, and hangs then, out with fucking fools gone wild. And here he is in the treehouse just swiping right. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just look over, you just see him go. Yeah, I got you, boy. I got you, boy. God. You know, it's like, it's like I just want to make our our, our 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 show, our experience, our episode, everything that we do a little bit better. You know, we've got a lot of components to Emo Brown. You know, we got the athletic club that we all hang out and we do athletically shit. We have the foundation now that's more serious and and we have like minutes where we or sorry, we have meetings where we have to take minutes since we're forming si no the nonprofit. You know, si no se no los cabrones, el Tony, el Christian, bro. We gotta make sure these guys. You know, what happened to us? It, it all grew. Look at now, my daddy's driving by. Look at him. There he is. <laughs> Welcome to Chula Vista, bro. Everybody knows everybody. Now, now I gotta get. Some you know, beer. everybody yeah, knows everybody. Coming, I gotta get some when beer. the jefito's going to the brewery, I assure you, in his car in the back. He has an empty sixth and he's going to go trade it for another one. He looked a little sad on the way back. Motherfucker going to look at like he has a smile. He's like, I got some beer now. Uh, that's the best part of him being involved in the brewery is like he gets free beer, you know? Back to Emo Brown. Dude, I feel ADHD has kicked in today. ADHD is a full fact. We're going to have video component. Yeah. We're going to put a lot of different like media aspects on the website. We have a YouTube the channel. Website looks amazing. Dude, the YouTube channel is up. Um, we're gonna start putting the all of the episodes on the YouTube channel. You know, like yeah. the videos, the clips, whatever. Any events that we do at the brewery, on our cycle runs on Sunday, in our soccer matches, getting embarrassed and blown out or whatever. You know, <laughs> me scoring a goal, doing a post game interview with the ho- whatever, bro, like all these the things. Was bro. Your celebration was weak. Man, what was weak about my celebration? Because there was no celebration. You basically walked around looking like a fucking... What's up? Don't worry. The celebration is there. <laughs> bro, you the look, celebration you're looking, is you're there. you like a drunk kid taking his first steps, bro. I was a drunk kid. I scored a goal and I felt like a baby giraffe. What do you want from me? Come on to Philip Rivers. Oh, man. So, yeah, man. I, I, ultimately, what we're trying to tell you is that we got a lot of cool things coming our way. Our website is up and running. You can buy all of our merch there. We're slowly transitioning to a format that's called Printful, where all of our merch, all of the things that we offer will be available on there. Our website has all of our episodes. I see that you promote our website, too. I appreciate it. It's a part of us. It's a part of you. Emo Brown is not one person. Emo Brown is a group, a collective of people. It's a community. It's everybody, man. When we were drunk or when we were high and just rolling around town talking about what Emo Brown could be, like never did we think we could get it to what it is now. And right now where it is, I don't know how much further we can take it, but I'm pretty sure in another year we're going to be like, holy fuck, we took it to the next level. I mean, you know? how crazy is it to think that we're this close and even closer come Sunday morning to being a legally established foundation? Oh, my God. <laughs> so this is what's going on Sunday morning because over here, motherfucker likes to speak in codes. Sunday morning, we're having a meeting at the Elwood, and that meeting at the Elwood is going to be to nominate. nominate and allocate positions 
within the 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 nonprofit. So within a nonprofit, and this is boring talk to most, but this is how it works. There's a there's a chairman. I'm sorry, there's a there, there there's a there's a President. board. You know, there's a board. That's where all of us are. There's seven involved in this board, and we're all members. But of the seven, we're going to allocate three roles. Chairman of the board, which is the president. Treasurer. Okay. Um, And I think there's like a vice president and there's like a, the fucking, I don't know. Secretary. There's a bunch of. Vice there, president. There's four. It's there's four. President, vice president, secretary, treasurer. And sergeant of arms. God, no. <laughs> so there's, there's there's different roles. We're so on Sunday we're gonna sit down and talk about all the rules and, and and how they fit and and it's important for us to talk to you guys about it because ultimately you guys are what make this foundation work yep. because there's gonna be a lot of fundraising. I know we've talked about it in the past, but last last uh, event only event that we've had we raised over six thousand dollars. We were in able to assist a month three in one month. We raised six thousand dollars to help three families. Three families all located here from the South three Bay. Schools. You know, three schools. So we ever give all that money to them during the holidays. It felt awesome. What we want to do moving forward is annually give out scholarships. You know, ten one thousand dollars, ten one thousand dollars scholarships to here. Um, San Diego based schools and eventually move it out, branch it out. Cause one of the main components that we're talking about is not segmenting ourselves, not pigeonholing ourselves from being only Chula Vista, only South Bay, right. only San Diego. Guess what? We're going to reach out to some of the homies, Barrio Dog. Yeah, we coming at you, boy. Border X. Yeah, we coming at you. You know, like every, all the homies that we have, Hess working against the law and stuff, we're going to reach out to you. Now nah, they won't help us, probably, huh? Damn, bro. First you shit on them, even though they help you build your business, and now you want to work with them again? If Tell we rewind, do you really think I'm shitting on them? Bro, if you, you told us off the record, but I'm- Off the record, this fucking like guy. <laughs> Damn. Put it on the record, dog. No, Put I'm just in. saying, like, we have a long reach, and we're going to reach yeah. for him. Fucking Eric Casas discovered the killers, bro. All right? He's going to fucking bring us Brandon he's, and say, he's you are a right You're something, something. I, I don't know how the song goes, but- <laughs> You're like a girlfriend, something and something. And you know what? We're going to reach out to everybody to make sure we do something positive with the yeah. emo brown shit. Yeah, man. Because the emo brown shit is a lot of things right now. Yeah. Now, you know, it's a, it's a lot of things, you know? So look forward. We, we, we're going to work on collaborations. We're going to work on on linking up with other groups, with other, with other brands, and just taking it to the next level. That's all I got, bro. I feel like unleashed. I let it all out. You did. I was ready. You did. <laughs> Breathing exercise. Te falta algo de calmarte, maybe from grasshopper. Grasshopper. Dude, I'm, I'm tell, tell me I'm not wearing all grasshopper shit. Look at all grasshopper really? everything. Look at. Yeah, you like, what's up, Daniel, son? Mm. He's a grasshopper right now. Where's and Mas that, bro, when where's, did we, when did we think we were going to fucking have like a sponsor for the podcast, you know? We didn't think that was going to happen. Anytime I sit with you, I feel like I got to reflect and be appreciative of shit that we've done, bro. You know? We never thought we were going to have a sponsor. We never thought we were going to work with other brands. We never thought we were going to have a fucking, a fucking social media king over here. This motherfucker discovered Foo's Gone Wild. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right. He's like, all right. He's like, that's yeah, where I draw a yeah, line. Yeah. The killer's yeah, one thing. Fools got all throw pedo. No, I mean, you know. Brakes, okay. Like, Eric, we're going to have to bring Eric back on the fucking podcast so we can talk about oh, it. Exactly. He does, good, he's got man. too many fucking fingers and too many different pots. The, the Vegas right? stories. I, I want to hear more of those. I need to hear more of these Vegas stories. He just he, went. He had me on the edge of my seat, and then he was like, but that's all for now. And I was like, yes, they wait. Did you know <laughs> we're, we're taking this show to Vegas? Yeah. I am. Actively going to look for a tasting room to set up shop in Vegas. Bro, I got you. 
I'm actively going to look for at least 10 accounts to set up shop in Vegas. Yeah. I'm actively going to link up with some of Hector, uh, Eric's homies and Chicle's homies so we can start building a network of people out there. And Emo Brown is going to be South Bay and Vegas. And I ain't talking about fucking circus, circus shit. <laughs> and I'm not talking about, you We're know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm talking about like, like legit Vegas. You know, the communities, the local aspect. ¿Cómo se dice? The art district, Main Street, you know. We, Eric's got a lot of homies out there. We're going to take this shit out there. And I feel like from there, we're going to grow. Then we're going to take it L.A., NorCal, Houston, Austin, like all of these things. Like I, we, we talk about how we're going to grow this. What are we going to do? Everything on board, when I say Emo Brown is not one thing, Emo Brown is a lot of things. Emo Brown is the brewery, the bar, my brands, Clint brand, Gus's brands, Chicle's brands, Caesar's brands, fucking El Profe's brands, Tony's brand, Eric's brands, Glasses is everyone involved, bro. I feel like we can just throw at it and unleash it and let it loose. And I know you ain't down, Caesar. You scared. Cuando me da miedo, güey. Cuando. That's all I got, bro. That's all I got, bro. That's all I got. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I let it all out. And we're good. We're good. We're good. We're great. Other than you calling me out at the end, but only more. I see it as we. Your wife called you out on the podcast, man. You're a bully. I'm a bully. I'm a bully. You didn't, you didn't hear the new podcast with wifey and, and Chicle's wifey, huh? No, no, no. You got to listen to that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Some of us has responsibilities. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of which, I do have to get back to the brewery, and then I got to go to the bar. Thank you. It was good to have you back in here. I'm happy you survived Rona. I'm not, but. Whoa, damn, dog. Yeah, man. That was some fucking Morrissey type shit. Yeah, I guess wishes don't come true. Oh, God. Well, we'll make it better for you. <laughs> um make sure you guys follow us on all social media subscribe to the youtube channel friends there myspace we're on there from the treehouse in chula vista to your home in saskatchewan we are the emo brown (laughs) podcast and we appreciate your support don't play it again don't even try it for this episode of the emo brown the saddest mexican podcast make sure to give us a follow on instagram at emo brown Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at emobrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Hop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. See you